for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is for the players, the pop culture PlayStation podcast for 40 years of playing PlayStation and 12 plus years. And that game is me. Goodbye, Thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8 a.m. on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9 a.m. on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and X. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash popculturist. We can watch and record this show live where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this position pod. If you are listening to us on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. Watch uh, I think I did the YouTube part. I don't remember. Either way, if you want to support us financially, you can at patreon.com slash popculturist, as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other sorted shit with our logos on it. Yeah, I thought I'd change it, Max. It's like, I, I, I think it's been about. It's certainly more years than it's been twelve. It might even be fourteen at this point combined. Well, how many? How many have you been doing it? Uh, I'm approaching like my ten. I think because it's. I think it's the. It's this is my third year. I think. Yeah. Huh? Uh, well, maybe. maybe not because like, how many years have we been doing the draft? Or actually, yeah, this is this is year five for the draft. Damn, it's more than that. It's close to 15. That's a, that's a good point. My kid's four years old now, and I've been doing it longer than I've had my kids, so. Uh, <laughs> we'll do that math later. Math ain't quite our, uh, our, our, our little skill set. probably like close to 15, 16 years. Yeah, that makes sense. Let's yeah. say 15. Let's go 15. Yeah. Oh, let's do the intro again. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How are you, man? How's things? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah? Yep. Anything major to report this week as we kick the show in? No, not at all, actually. No, it's <laughs> no, it's, no it's yeah, look, I'm, like, I'm in a similar boat. Like, hi, you know, it's, it's, it's been a pretty chill, quiet week. Uh, just working, existing, yeah. you know, that That's sort it. of stuff. Oh, excuse me. Oh, so I'm back. Uh, I'm back in uh, in the new south of Wales next week, up in the mm-hmm. Newcastle. So um, that has derailed some of our plans of things we're going yeah. to do. Things, but we'll um, we'll adjust that for next week instead. Uh, which is a doozy but for those of you who haven't already uh, we have released our review of Prince of Persia The Lost Crown thanks to Ubisoft Australia for the review code that went up Friday morning Friday morning two days ago uh, and it was nice to see that everyone is collectively as hot on it as we are yeah it's great yeah <laughs> it's 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 uh, as, as we said, a phenomenal start to the year. It really, really is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very glad we checked it out. So having, having played it at PAX last year, um, the team at Ubisoft were, were based out of the Nintendo booth. So I was like, yeah, sure. I'll go check it out. And I played, I'm like, this is fantastic. And and then I remember catching up with you and you'd be like, oh, yeah, how was uh, Prince of Persia? I'm like, that's pretty fantastic. And sure enough, mm-hmm. here we are. X amount of months later, both agreeing that it's quite fantastic. I looked at the line and went, mm-hmm, no, nah, I'll wait. <laughs> well, I, see, that was like, see, I, I had the advantage. I was standing there chatting with our good friend, uh, Kieran Verbruge, um, 
uh, KV. I say good friend, like we're acquaintances, really. He, I'd, I'd consider him a friend, but like we cross paths very rarely. Um, we were just bullshitting, and then we started chatting with the the Ubisoft rep, and she's like, "Hey, you want to try Prince Persia?" I'm like, "Yeah, all right. why not?" And I'm glad I did. And then I said that I really enjoyed um, uh, what was what was that car racing game? I'm gonna need more than that. The, the Ubisoft, the, the Ubisoft one, Crew Motorfest. And I was yeah, like, I quite like the Crew Motorfest. She's like, really? I'm hearing like, we've not heard very good things. I'm like, yeah, I don't. I'm not a big car guy though, so it's okay. So that was a fun <laughs> chat. I've been like, oh, I quite like the game. She's like, are you sure about that? Yeah. <laughs> like, I know nothing about cars or car games. So yeah, it was fucking. Yeah, great. I, I got to drive around. It was tons of fun. Also, hey Dame, Dame Duda Dench, what's going on? But one thing that we have been playing. We talked about, we played it in November. It is now January. And it was given a really, really dense uh, NDA. Then they, this week, went, nah, nah, it's fine. That's Suicide Squad. Yeah, it's what happens when the previews come out and the previews are less than ideal. And they're like, we just want everyone to fucking talk about who's played it. Like, someone will have liked it, surely. I liked it. I liked it. Yeah. I, I, I fuck, is it amazing? A, no. But I like it. Is it a live server game? Fucking oath it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's... Okay, so for those that don't know, Suicide Squad is the latest... Uh, is the next release coming from Rocksteady, best known for the Arkham trilogy. Uh, however, this ain't that. So what they've tried to do here is combine some of the single-player-driven delivery that is the arkham trilogy but doused it in all the parts of gotham knights that you probably wouldn't like and this is what they've been working on since 2013 or whatever it was which traversals really good but the traversal rules so uh, if you've seen the trailers there are four playable characters there's uh king shark harley quinn deadshot and captain boomerang each of them have uh different skill sets in terms of their key abilities and their traversal mechanics uh who did you spend your most time playing captain boomerang shark king shark for me so i liked king shark um king shark is uh for those who it's actually played it He's he's the Hulk from Marvel's Avengers. Oh, he absolutely is the Hulk. It's, it's the exact same moveset, pretty much. Even down to the jump and slam, like he's, yeah. he's just the Hulk. Which is cool, but fuck, Captain Boomerang can teleport like a motherfucker. So <laughs> it, was... one of the things that I've heard some some things, but people be like, like their their movement doesn't make sense. No, like not why at all. you know why is Harley Quinn swinging? I'm like, well, it's one of those things where. Harley Quinn gets a grapple hook. Oh, Batman's hook. grapple hook. Yeah, she stole Batman's grapple hook. Fuck it. That, that's, yeah, she that's stole legit. Batman's grapple hook in one of Batman's fucking drones. There you go. Um, King Shark can jump really big because he's big, strong in the legs. Deadshot has a jetpack, which is known lore. Um, kind of looks very Boba Fett, which is weird. Um, and then Boomerang uh, gets a hold of some of Flash's Speed Force tech and is able to, mm. like, yeet his boomerang and go poof. That's where it, where yeah. it goes. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, it was kind of just a wave shooter, though. Like you, yeah. it didn't, it didn't make much. It was kind of traverse, hit arena. Yeah, it was very much yeah. Like you, you'd go to a location, and then the roof would get sort of like force fielded off, and you go punch everyone in this area. 
so you do you shoot everyone and then the walls down and it goes hey can you now go to this next place and do that again so it is very similar to that of most wave-based looter shootery sort of setups um which really should be no major surprise but and like for what kept me going forward was the story in that I was really intrigued and interested in what they were doing and like the story they were telling, mostly because having this allegedly exist within the same universe as the previous Arkham games, I which I adore, I'm looking at this going, if you have to kill the Justice League, and what if you're successful? Where does the where does this series go on from there? Right? That's the part that interests me the most. Mm. And we're and because we're seeing a the full list of soups, um, you know, within that world, like we're getting you know, superhero Flash, Green Lantern, Wonder Woman, Superman, etc. Rich man, hmm? rich man, and rich man. Well, rich man's always been there, so it's a super, super easy one. <laughs> We've known about him, but like, I want to see how they handle that. Like soups looks fucking grouse. Like Flash's suits a bit weird. Broom, like, what if they? What if they ultimately just steal Batman's plan? what just do the um because doesn't he canonically have like a way to destroy the justice league in case they all go rogue yeah so in they, the comic book runs called the tower of babel yeah he has yeah. um escape plans for everyone yeah. even in maybe that maybe they just still maybe they just steal his plans and they just use his plans against them it could be good but um yeah one thing i did enjoy they made it they made a batman game all along yeah so he the thing that uh that intrigues me is how they handled Boomerang, right? So obviously he is Australian, but he is... I'm finding him a lot more authentically Australian than I thought they were going to give him. Like, it, it's not, you know, Paul Hogan, Shrimp on the Barbie bullshit. Like, it does have some of that, but, like, it is really... Like, it's weirdly good from a delivery standpoint. I'm like, okay, it does feel Australian. Mm. And the voice actress they got for Harley Quinn... Uh, is is good in that it's not grating because like that high pitched um, New York accent can really just chew out your ear holes. Uh, however, here they've handled it pretty well. Deadshot is Deadshot, King Shark is Samoa Joe wrestler, but he just he kind he's kind of channeling Stallone's shark, I guess. You know, I, I mean, out of the four, Dead Deadshot was kind of the most meh out yeah. of all of them uh, for me. Um, but yeah, it, it it has potential, and it's one of those games that is going to be like as fun as you make it with with the people you play with. Yeah, yeah. Just the like I said, we didn't get to play much in the alpha. The story seems fine from what we saw. Um, like yeah, you said, we, we there was a very locked window of time, and then oh it goes yeah, to I'm intrigued to see where it goes, how they how they how they tackle certain things. You know, it's it seems like it's not going to be the the dumpster fire that was Marvel's Avengers. Oh, not even close. Or even the mediocre or, that is Gotham Knights. Yeah. <clears throat> so, like, what I will compliment the, the game on was its aesthetics. I do quite like its style because I adored uh, the Gotham, sorry, the Arkham trilogy. Like, so much mm. so that I have near every action figure they released because I just dig the style. So, like, if there's action figures that come out for this, I'm probably going to think about it because I quite like it. 
pretty good. Mute in the chat did ask though. Uh, did they put Easter egg details everywhere? Um, there were some, but once again, very closed window within the world, pardon me, and the story. So it's 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 a, it's a bit unsure. It might be something you would see if you're able to spend more time with it, I'd imagine. Uh, MGB in the chat uh, mentioned which Gotham Knights, the game or the TV show, because the TV show was horribly worth worse. Uh, I forgot there was a Gotham Knights TV show. Haven't seen it. Um, Max, you need to recenter yourself. You're half hanging off the screen. There you go. Sorry. Because um, I just realized it was like you're half like you're two facing it over there by accident. Um, Maybe it was that design. Yeah, and it was the <laughs> and it was the Gotham show, which I couldn't stand. Gotham Knights, I didn't watch. Oh man, Gotham, Gotham OC. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I hated that show like to no end. I, I wanted to like it and it just, just wasn't very good. Oh, you know what I, I'm going to take a quick tangent here. Oh, yeah, you know what I, did you like Mark Wahlberg's Ted? The movie? Because, yeah, because the, the fucking series binge, is out, TV yeah? series is mint. Is <laughs> it really good? It in one Binged it in one go. I haven't laughed out loud so much at a TV show in so long. All right. It, it was real good. I, I I watched them all in one go. Last night, actually. Interesting. <laughs> I watched it all. Well, I said, I, I'm stuck in Newcastle for the next couple of days. Um, I'll probably watch it because I do end up just kind of getting bored and watching something. Uh, the chat goes, oh, excuse me. He didn't say that. That was me. Um, another question a friend of mine saw the HUD and says it's a mess is it true yeah the HUD's fucked it's a bit messy a bit gross could 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 have been fixed by now yeah it could have been reduced but uh, speaking about tangents though <clears throat> so uh, the other night I randomly watched uh, American Pie Wedding so the third movie and then American yeah. Pie Reunion mm. mostly because I wanted a raunchy comedy but I, I'd already like I'd I felt like that raunchy comedy energy. Um, yeah. But I didn't feel like watching one that I'd seen. I've never seen Wedding and, and Reunion once. And I was like, okay, well, it's further in the series. Like, they were on the tail end of relevancy and the uh, the allowance of those American Pie movies to be allowed. You know, this is in terms of their appropriateness, right? So Wedding was good. Reunion was very interesting watching it now, like as an adult, because the, the movie is set like when they're in their mid-30s and I'm in my mid-30s now. So watching it and going, huh. Oh, okay. All right. Interesting choice. And like there were some things about it that didn't age well because they, they tried to keep some of that gross-out humor from the original but doesn't really land in time, especially now that they're older. But there were some interesting key parts of like the heart of the of the movies, I guess, like them as the as the group and sort of what they've experienced and now what they've grown together. That was like when they when they shot in the kids esky. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, like the the poop humor came in pretty hard and fast. Stifler was still Stifler. So he is a character like Sean William Scott's character that has not aged well at all, at all. Good laugh though. Did have good, did get a couple of chuckles out of it. So that's pretty cool. <laughs> you playing anything else this week? Uh, not really. Actually, to be honest with you, <laughs> um, 
I should point out that uh, I think I believe it was last week on the show I mentioned that I'd been playing Foglands, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and one of my big complaints was uh, you have to physically hold your weaponry at all times. Yeah. Uh, someone from the team did reach out to oh, us hey, on our last in the YouTube chat, video they in, the, in the comment. What ledge? And they're like, uh, that has been patched. So uh, that's legendary because uh, shortly after. Did you say you dropped I, the gun and it I, went missing? I dropped my gun and I just couldn't find it because I don't remember where I dropped it. And I was like backtracking for ages trying to find the bastard. And then I'm just like, no, nah, this is it. I'm just going to fucking restart my run. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, we appreciate um, them. The I, I, haven't, I haven't jumped back in yet because <clears throat> obviously I, I was I was grinding through uh, Prince of Persia. But mm-hmm. um, now that the weather's kind of calmed down a little bit, Hopefully yeah, it's I not going to be as stankin' hot, which is which is. Uh, I say that it's supposed to be like fucking thirty degrees and stormy as shit on yeah, Tuesday, gross. so we'll see what happens. Well, I will have to grab that back off you when I get back from Newcastle because I, I myself am quite keen to check out Foglands. Sounds like a plan. Should be pretty swell. But uh, but other than that, I'm just you know playing my Rocket League, yeah. playing new season of League of Legends started, so I've been playing that. But other than that, nothing, nothing too terribly exciting. Yeah. So we, well, we can say that we're playing it. I'm pre- pretty sure we said we're playing it. Did I make, did I make a post about it? I, I mean, we can, we can post it, the start menu screenshot. Oh that yeah, then we sense. totally could. Yeah. So we're currently playing Last of Us Part Two Remastered, uh, which is pretty cool. Can't talk about it in more than that. It's cool that we're playing it. That's all I can really say. Uh, let me have a quick look. I've got, I did print the embargo so I could make sure we, we nail it. That's it. That's all I can do. That's all I can say. I can't tell you that. Uh, oh, hang on. Oh, actually, no, we can. We can confirm the embargo. Um, so the embargo drops. You can publicly confirm receipt of the game and the daytime of the review embargo of Tuesday, January 9th, 2024 at 2 a.m. I believe he meant... Oh, that's a social, that's a social media embargo. Oh, the is review it, embargo is Jan- Wednesday, January seventeenth at two a.m. Yeah, when you when you're in fucking Newcastle. Yeah. So yeah, we're at the point now that we wouldn't confidently say like because I'm away. Well, it's gonna it'll, it'll be the main topic of next week's show. Yeah. Simple as that. Uh, mute. Wow, you're playing early. Impressive. Thank you. No, we we are very lucky that we do have uh, a good good relationship with PlayStation Australia. Um, but if you do follow us on Twitter, whether it be at PopCulturist or at HaggardMC, our name's below, and Max is at BePossessed, um, we do share a lot of our stuff on Twitter, so you'll know what we're playing, how we're playing, when we're playing. So always keep an eye out on there, it's pretty fun. Um, yes, that's why, I mean, it's hard to spoil a game that technically is a re-release. That is true. Pardon me, it's more about the other parts that are attached to the game, mm. which have all been spoken about pre-release like the like the lost levels uh the rogue mode um and some other things i think they mentioned but um yeah we'll touch all upon that next week as part of the main show um simply because of my poor timing of having to work in a state and um if any of you remember they've played it back in 2020 this game is long it's quite long a day well yeah you killed it yeah you <laughs> smashed it in a day i still can't believe that I can't believe that. It's like a day. It's crazy. But um, yeah. yeah, so you've not played anything else? Yeah? Not at all. All right. Well, in that case, so today, my son and I 
got the platinum for Marvel uh, Spider-Man and Miles Morales. So we've we've done it, Spider-Man. We've done Spider-Man two. I never got the platinum on Miles Morales because it required a new game plus run, and uh, my son, who's been playing it lately, because he rang me this morning, goes, "Hey, Daddy, can I come visit today?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure. Why not? What else am I gonna do?" Apart from playing Last of Us. <laughs> so he comes over and then we had a look and you know he's playing he's been playing it again and again as he does with spider-man he's on his like seventh run of spider-man 2 i'm like oh i get a trophy if i do it in new game if i get a new game plus hey bud how quickly do you reckon you can run new game plus and miles morale she's like eh, i'll give it a bell so we throw it on super easy just clears through it and then we picked up the last couple um trophies which was like a hundred point combo which is super easy on the basic difficulty because getting punched doesn't break your combo so it was very easy to get to 100. Just do like 25 ceiling takedowns. Bing, bing, bing. Platinum number 20. This guy. And my son. For, for most of me. Thank you, James. That was pretty cool. I played Hungry Hungry Hippos in real life today. Oh, yeah. Because you took your daughter. Actually, we'll talk about that. You took your daughter to the arcade. Yeah. I took Hadley to, to Time Zone. So because she, she likes playing all those stupid, shitty fucking ticket games. Yeah. So she's playing like Flappy Bird and knocking the clowns down. And then I'm like fucking giant hungry hungry hippos here Hadley and she's like fucking play the shit out of that <laughs> so, so hungry, hungry hippos for like 10 minutes mm. and then we went downstairs and she's like oh I want to play the dance game I'm like okay this will be uh, fucking hilarious and then she's facing the wrong direction not even looking at the screen just jamming to the music I'm like ah you're having fun <laughs> <laughs> just having a big old yeah. like chill out whatever place you boat yeah what ledge so yeah Good times. Oh, excuse me. I also, um, uh, I booted up Hell Divers. Haven't played it yet, but I booted it up. I was like, ah, and then I went, oh, now I'll play this later. That's, play the that's new one weird. when it comes in. What was that? I'll play the new one when it comes in. Well, that out. was kind of the idea. I'm like, well, if I play this, I'll get like an understanding of, of what it is. Uh, and then, yeah, I didn't, and then I didn't. And then I'm playing, and then because James, because James came over, and then he was like, "Let's play Spider Man." I'm like, "Haven't you played enough Spider Man?" I don't know. I don't know anyone who loves Spider Man as much as my kid, especially the games. Like, I know myself as when I was younger. Oh, oh, hang on. Also, big. I don't think the, the noise came through, but big shout out to the Mullet Show for subscribing for his tier one. This is his seventieth month collectively, and their seventieth month in a row. Damn. Uh, yeah, so I, I don't know how he loves it so much. I, I just don't get it. I don't get it. But like, to his credit, he uh, he started the game again in his house, got all the suits himself, did all the challenges. Now he's just clearing the map because he wants to get himself a platinum trophy because he's playing the PS4 version. He can get one. But secretly, I get it because he's playing on my account so he can go as hard as he wants because I'll take that sweet platinum. I, I thought about the other night downloading um, Elden Ring through Ooh, the yeah. Popsy account to see if I can beat my time to platinum. Because it took me fifty three hours to platinum it on my account. Yeah. I wonder how quickly I can do it again, knowing what I need, knowing what I know now. And Ooh. do you want to do it on my console? I can kind of min max it. <laughs> come I wouldn't need to do it. I can do it at home on my on my yeah, own. Yeah, but like would, I think that that would be a, like although we don't stream games anymore, like we only really stream the show. That would be a fun stream of like you sitting next to me and like coaching me on Elden Ring. You would get, get so get mad. You're like, your timing's wrong. You're dodging when you should be blocking. 
you're why are you wearing so much armor you are slow like i can it'd be fun actually just get schooled just push forward just push forward yeah you would have to fight you would have to fight against my because i would saying that though like if we're smart and we do it when the riddlin's working um i'll probably be able to hold it together a bit better anyways that's enough about that part because we've run out of the games we've been playing this game this section we call inform the players we tell you about what happened this week in PlayStation. but max before we do that i think we should do our video games draft now okay so for those that don't know me. those that don't know each year max and i do a video games draft we get a selection of games that are given to us by uh the the listeners the community now, granted, I left it super late this year, so uh, thank our list is compiled compiled by one person. So, big thank you to Buddy Watson for putting the game in. Now, if anyone else would like to throw some games, actually, I'll throw the pool into the chat. Now, if anyone would like to add any more games, because the trick is, Max and I will each select eight games each, six games in total. We can only select games that are given to us in this list so we'll give you guys a minute if you want to throw any games in there that are on that list max you we are now two apiece mm -hmm. this is our fifth draft we've had various tactics as we've come in what what's your do you without sharing your secrets like how, like what are you planning how are you thinking to win apart from that <laughs> that's one. the that's the plan uh to pick to, I, don't, I don't know this year is gonna be tough last year was tough this year's gonna be just as tough mm, mm. It's, it's me googling most of the games that fucking buddy's listed yeah because in true buddy's fashion he's given us a bunch of like interesting things all right so now let me prepare my notepad <clears throat> so it'll be one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And then max. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now, as you won last year, I believe the, the loser goes first. That sounds about right. Oh, we've had another one added to the list. All right. So in that case, I'm going to go straight out of the gate. With a big old punch, I'm gonna go with that uh, with that Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Now the reason being here is the expectation is high, and if it's anything like the success of the previous Final Fantasy game, it's gonna be an easy set of points. And I knew Max was gonna pick it because he has a hard on for Final Fantasy, so that was an easy one for me. I see that to be at least a good late 80s, early 90s, likely an early 90s. Max, what's your Dogma. first pick and why? Dragon's Dogma 2. Beautiful, and why? Uh, Dragon's Dogma did really well. Um, this, from what we've seen so far, has just elevated on the first game in every possible way. Yep. Uh, easy pick. It is quite an easy pick, actually. <laughs> easy pick, Hmm. Let's see. They yeah. re like really has given us a bunch of weird games. 
Uh, mostly because this one's for me. I'm going with Tekken 8. Are oh, you dick. <laughs> so, uh, uh, being a big Tekken fan that I am, I am quite excited for this. Uh, the lack of Eddie Gordo is concerning to me, but I imagine he'll come in sometime. Having played this game a number of times now across various network and beta tests, it looks great. It plays great. There's a bunch of new features in it. Very similar to Street Fighter that allow some simple accessibility, at least from memory. I am quite keen to uh, to check that one out. It looks great. And it comes out real soon. Mm-hmm. All right, Max, you're number two and why? Uh, no, I have a, I have a question yes. for stipulation purposes. There is a game on this list that, as far as we know, is only releasing in early access this year. Yes. Which means it will not come out on our console. Are we allowed to have a score for its early access, or is no, it going to be it a zero? To rele- it would be a zero because it has to release on the console. Okay. So Is it Hades 2? No, no Hades 2 then. Yeah, Hades 2 was my thought process too. And until uh, Buddy... And then Padge is in the chat with Buddy, and, uh, Buddy Padge and myself, and Padge is like, that game ain't coming out because it does its early access. Well, they've announced that it's early access quarter two this year. Mm. Uh, so I will pick Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Okay. And why is that? Uh, these have been solid games. Uh, the last few have scored really well. Um, yeah, I think it'll just do well. Very nice. Uh, Mute in the, ch- in the chat asks, Wow, you Tekken player, are you good enough to go to Evo? No. No. My son beats me. I just like playing Tekken uh let's see now only going by this list is really really hard and it's frustrating me because of it uh i'm going to go with broken roads so broken roads is a crpg that is made by a team called drop bear bites which are based out of torquay which is just down the road here i played it at um at pax and it was one of those experiences where i went I forgot that I was on the show floor. Like, I got drawn into the game, and then I went, oh, wait, where the fuck am I? Like, it's it's beautifully Australiana. Uh, it's a really cool morale system that's not very linear. It's actually, like, this interesting spectrum. It's like a, a like a circle, but you can kind of be... It's not, it's not black and white. It's quite a grey uh, morality system, which really makes me chuckle, and uh, I'm keen to check it out. Max? Uh, okay. My next one will be... Uh, look, PlayStation seemed pretty pretty onto it that it's coming out this year, so let's take Silent Hill 2. Silent Hill 2. Uh, now, you're you a know, big Silent Hill guy, are you? Not, but they're, they're good games, just because... They weren't for me. Doesn't mean they aren't for everyone else. Yeah. And I think the hype, the hype could be either really, really good for me or really, really bad for me. See, if, if, that, if that nostalgia kicks in, hmm. and they and they do it justice, uh, similar to the the likes of Left, not not Left for Dead, fucking um, Dead Space last year. Dead Space, um, it could be a winner. So, with that thought process in mind. Uh, I am going to not make a decision to do that. I'm going to make a different choice and I'm going to go with one that I think will be received well because you're all fucking weebs. Rise of the Ronin. Oh, you are so wrong. 
You think it's going to be poo? Yeah. Really? What makes you think it's poo? <laughs> I, I yeah, I don't know. It, it it just looks like a reskin of fucking um thingo. Well, Tsushima. Tsushima. See, that's why I think it will do okay. Yeah, I don't know. You can have it. Go, knock yourself out. Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm regretting my decision, but like once again, the list that we've been given ain't all that crazy. Go. Ah, uh, Persona Three Reloaded. Nice, good, safe bet. Yeah, Persona Three is like one of the greatest in the series. Getting that re- remastered, why not? I did think about grabbing that for the list, but it was more of a circumstance of, <sighs> eh. Uh, I'm going to go next. I'm going to go. Hmm. Halfway. I am going to risk it for the biscuit in the same reason that you risked it with Silent Hill. I'm going to go M- uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater Delta, whatever the fuck. Um, I I am excited for this remake. Re- I think it should be fantastic. Persona 3 because you loved high school. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so I picked it Metal Gear Solid 3. Obviously, Snake Eater is a brilliant game. I adored it growing up i i adore it in, in the replay um however i think there is some hesitation around how blue but uh, so in the same way the, how blue team handles silent hill is up in the air how the development team behind this take it is where it's going to be concerning fair that is a risky one max This is not giving me hope. Okay, um, I was gonna pick Little Devil Inside, but I cannot actually find a release date for it. No, because all. that I'm was it was in a showcase be, years it, ago. It was supposed to be released last year. Yeah, it was pushed from twenty twenty one to twenty twenty two, then pushed to twenty twenty three, and then it just fucking disappeared off the face of the planet. Correct. Um, let's take South Park Snow Day. Dang. I'm not expecting like a a high score. I'm not expecting a high score at all. But but the, a known IP, if it delivers well in the same way that Fractured But Whole did, should yeah. be pretty tight. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna risk it and get Hell Divers too. I think at best Hell Divers will get like at eighty. And that's better than um, other things, so I'll go with that. Number six, Max. Oh, you picked Metal. You picked Metal Gear Solid. Sure you? did. I didn't put that on the list. Uh, I'm like, why do I have less picks? Why do you have more less picks than me? Um, I will take <laughs> purely for the lols. Um, I'm gonna take Skull and Bones. Oh, I think okay. This is it. This year, and I played it. <laughs> it's not bad. Yeah, there you go. Well, I because we got we both got access to it through the beta thing, but I didn't play it for. I was bad timing on my part. I played it. It's not bad. So it should be it should be a good fine score. Yeah, it'll be fine. Oh, nice. Uh, it's gotta got come out, right? It's gotta come out. Now I'm gonna pick this one. Will it be good? I don't know. 
but people are playing it right now, so that's intriguing. And that is Pacific Drive. Specific Drive? Yeah, Pacific Drive. I don't know much about it. I know people are playing it, which is promising. If they've got people playing it in an early access space, that's promising. It's coming out. <laughs> it means it's probably going to come out, yeah. Number seven, Max. Oh, let's go with... Let's go with Suicide Squad. Oh! Let's go with Suicide Squad. It fucked me up the other year, but... And then it fucked me up last year. Let's take Suicide Squad. Damn. Final pick. So this is where I'm sitting. So Skull and Bones is gone. Suicide Squad is gone. Don't have much to choose from. Now, I'm thinking Hollow Knight Silk Song. Do I take that risk? It screwed me last year. Probably not. Uh, Foam Stars. People are going to jerk off to that game. Should get me some extra points. Uh, Alone in the Dark. The game was fine in the demo that I played. Uh, the rest, I do not know what they are. Uh, Tomb Raider 1 to 3. The remaster. Yeah. I think we'll learn very quickly that those games may age not so well. Um, I'll learn in the dark for me. I feel that uh, Foam Stars is the safest, op safer option because people like that weeby shit. And I don't get it. So that's not, I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't get it. It's just not for me. Max, your final pick. I'm going to take... I'm going to risk it for the biscuit. I'm going to take Hollow Knight Silk Song. Oh, okay. Because if that does deliver... Yeah. That shall be tight. Beautiful. There we are. Let's go through it. This is the video games draft for 2024. Ryan, which is me. These are my lists. My lists are Final Fantasy VII Rebirth, Tekken 8, Broken Roads, Rise of the Ronin, Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater Delta, uh, Helldivers 2, Pacific Drive, and Alone in the Dark. Max, your choices are Dragon Dogma 2, or Dragon's Dogma 2, I should say. Like a Dragon, Infinite Wealth. Silent Hill 2. Persona 3 Reloaded. South Park Snow Day. Skull and Bones. Suicide Squad. And Hollow Knight Silk Song. All right, now the choices are made. How are you feeling? How do you think this is going to go? Uh, as, long as, as long as Hollow Knight comes out, uh, I've got guaranteed points for every game. <laughs> And yeah. if we and if we know anything from the previous years, it's the people that pick games that don't come out that lose. Yeah, it's true. I think I'm in a similar boat. I every one of these games will release. I have I think I have a lot of B level points. I'm seeing a lot of eighties, a lot of seventies and eighties in here, but something like Final Fantasy bringing it up might be the trick be the big helper. Same as Tekken eight. Everything else will um, see what happens. Yeah. See what happens. All right. Let us know in the chat, yeah. in the comments below, what you think uh, of, our list, uh, of our lists, how we looking, how we feeling. 
But while you do that, let's get into that section we call Informant Plays. We tell you what happened this week in PlayStation Max. Kick it off. Oh, well, this week they announced the PlayStation Extra and Premium titles coming this month. And it's pretty good on the back it's of... not a bad month, actually. Well, on the back of December, which was fantastic, we have this month coming to PlayStation Extra, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands for PS5, PS4, Resident Evil 2, PS5, PS4, Hard Space Shipbreaker, PS5, Lego City Undercover, PS4, Just Cause 3, PS4, Session, The Skate Sim, PS5, PS4, Shadow Tactics, Blades of the Shogun, PS4, Vampire the Masquerade, Swan Song, PS5, PS4, and Surviving the Aftermath on PS4. Our premium titles are Rallycross PS1, Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace PS1, Street Fighter the 30th Anniversary Collection on PS4, and we have both Legend and Secret of Mana PS4. Alright, so Titan is Wonderlands, big thumbs. Resident Evil 2, big thumbs. Uh, Lego City Undercover, haven't played it. Session Skate Sim was actually a bit of fun. Like, it, it is a sim, like it is like skate but harder, but I really enjoyed it. Just Cause 3 is good. Yeah, the thing that is most interesting is Star Wars Episode 1 The Phantom Menace because that game looked and played like asshole. but I have a secret soft spot for Episode 1. So I haven't played that. It was like 2.5D, but like it was more closer to a top-down because they just couldn't... The render distance was really tight. So it was like really kind of close. Let's just say this pen is like the player. The camera is like here. I'm trying to remember, is this the one that was like a multiplayer, that it was like similar setup style of like, you both players had to stay on the same screen, it was kind of like a brawler? Or no, like this a, was the single player different... where you literally played the, the story. So oh, you did have to go and do trade negotiations at the beginning. No, that's not the Star Wars games that I want. Like if they had Star Wars Jedi battles, that was pretty cool. Star Wars Demolition's pretty cool. MGB yeah, in the chat mentions Phantom Menace is the biggest surprise for them. Like, damn, although Just Cause getting some love is nice. Now, can we have one and two next? <sighs> oh, making you yawn. Is there anything jumping out for you? Are you going to check out anything specifically? Uh, I think at the time I wanted to play Vampire Masquerade Swan Song. Mm. Um, but other than that, I've played almost all of those titles. Yeah. <laughs> The must recommend for me is Tiny Tina's in Resident Evil 2. Oh yeah, Tiny Tina's is huge. Yeah. Tiny Tina's was great. Pretty sure, I swear that was recently on PS Plus. Like, maybe a monthly game instead of the big one. Alright, moving on. Showcase Rumors Max. It's been a while since we've heard from uh, PlayStation in a showcase or even a state of play form. So talking on this week's giant bombcast, Jeff Grubb, old grubbity grub grub as uh, Max has called him maybe once, claims that a state of play live stream, quote, is coming, end quote, from Sony and he expects it to take place, quote, within the next few weeks, end quote. It also sounds like the usual Nintendo Direct in February will also be a thing. Max says... And we, it- know, that, and we know that Xbox is doing their director. Uh- developer thing, direct yeah. developer direct this this week so yeah makes sense i mean the last time sony had a, uh, um, a state of play was back in september mm-hmm. and that was when we got the release date for final fantasy 7 rebirth and we got some spider-man stuff yeah so it's it, it has been some time uh we haven't had a full-blown showcase like so we had one in 2020 and then one in 2022 the, like those those are normally designed to showcase what's happening in the next 18 months um and as of right now we don't know what's happening 
So once Spider-Man dropped, we know that, well, apart from all the leaks from Insomniac, of course, um, we know that Wolverine is in the near future. We know about Helldivers. Pretty sure Rise of Ronin is the only confirmed And the other one is Rise of Ronin, yeah. But Rise Rise of Ronin is the second party. Isn't it? Yes. Probably. Rise of the... I think it's Team... It might be Team Ninja. Ronin. I think it is Team Ninja. Uh, developer. Yeah, I'm scrolling too fast. Yeah, Team Ninja. So it's second party. So two out. Essentially, two out of three releases we know about for play, for for this year, 2024, is second party. Like we have Last of Us Part Two Rebastered, which mm-hmm. didn't make the list, so we couldn't put on our list. Even though I'm sure it'll review fine. But um, yeah, there you go. What would you want to see? What would you expect to see if we were to have a state of play in the next couple of weeks or a showcase in the next couple of weeks? Oh, look, if I were going to have a showcase in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure it'll just be a Final Fantasy showcase. Yeah. With it dropping, what, 29th of Feb. <laughs> Sorry. See, it's one of those things where it's actually difficult to predict because everything is so quiet. And we've done this recently when we went through all the list of all the first party teams and going, well, what is it that they're working on? And most of them have released super recently. And apart from Insomniac, who can just churn games out like crazy, like Santa Monica's Dunskies, they're, they're, they're resting after Ragnarok and then also Ragnarok Valhalla. Um, Polyphony will be quiet until the next Gran Turismo. Uh, San Diego will release MLB The Show this year. So I guess technically there's another first party um naughty dog will be quiet because they got nothing new sony bend apparently have something but like it would be so early in development that i doubt we'll get anything anytime soon like there's likely we could hear more about destiny which is not technically it's first party but technically not um also got delayed into july so there's nothing happening anytime soon anyway yeah that's true uh uh, fair games is likely quite a while away same goes for whatever the other game is what's the one that they're doing that medium molecule got loosed down didn't they uh medium maybe got something i don't know so they've um, dreams yeah they essentially mentioned the development on dreams is kind of dead but it'll it will be some time before we hear from from medium molecule there's like fire sprite and all that stuff. yeah yeah there's some VR, there might be some vr things in there but even then it's just too too quiet too quiet so it's tough to predict oh jeez. all right let's Alrighty. keep it going because we're just yawning something crazy it's been a long day uh facelifts playstation 5 console uh, new playstation 5 console covers were spotted at ces suggesting that the latest Deep Earth collection of faceplates for Sony's current-gen system could soon become available for the PS5 Slim. The volcanic red, cobalt blue, and sterling silver variants are already available from the 26th of January for the sterling silver for the original 2020 model, but no word has been shared on whether the new PS5 Slim will also be treated to the console's covers, but they were definitely on a PS5 Slim at CES. Yeah, so this is something that was mentioned, I think, semi-recently, because they announced the Deep Galactic color range, uh, and then they announced the Slim shortly after, and they were like, yeah, it's coming on the Slim next year. Um, 
the thing for me is where's my black where's my purple because you know as, as as i have now transitioned to a slim model ps5 which i'll be able to test out as i travel tomorrow because the whole reason i got it was because i travel so much so i, would, I would, didn't want to have to carry around a huge fucking playstation pardon me so that has me intrigued um they better they better the short answer is they better because no there's not even any like knockoffs like d brand don't, don't have anything yet it's a tough time you have white and white's the only option paint it yourself mm, i could but one thing i do need to do max because I, I i said that i want to get like the purple things again right minor problem um my purple controller is busted left Ooh, what's wrong with ass mad stick drift oh, yeah. so i'm down a purple controller thankfully though an improved updated version of the of the ps5's ex excellent dual sense controller appears to have leaked via best buy canada the listing for the product on their website has titled quote ps5 v2 dual sense wireless controller and it promises the same features and functionality as the existing version but also touts quote an exceptional 12 hour battery life end quote the current version of the, of the pad lasts about three to six hours on a single charge, depending on the game that you're playing, or if you're lucky. Uh, the product listing also mentions the DualSense charging station is included for easy click-in charging, and fans have also noted that the dimensions of the packaging may be smaller than the existing device. Obviously, this will make logistics more manageable for Sony, but it doesn't really mean much for the end consumer. Now I've got the charger. Don't need a charger. A better, a better battery... DualSense? Yes, please. Now, Max, as you play with a DualSense Edge, which has apparent battery life, but yours is always plugged in. Yeah, so I don't, I don't have that problem. All my controllers are always plugged in. Well, yeah, because you, you play at your desk. Because I have that luxury of playing at my desk, I just, everything stays cabled. Yeah, see, I can't play at my desk. I have to play in the lounge. That's me, anyway. All God right, damn, I spilt drink on myself. Well done. Uh, so this next story I have titled "Bill and Frank's Apocalyptic Adventure." Well done. Just so, yeah, I know, right? Well as we all know, Nick Offerman was cast as Bill in the HBO adaptation of The Last of Us, providing fans with a more nuanced look at the taciturn survivor in one of the season's standout episodes. The performance was so good it earned Offerman an Emmy damn right. and must have resonated with the role. He's already pitched HBO on a Bill and Frank spin-off series. Following the Emmy Awards earlier this week, the Parks and Rec actor was asked whether Bill or Frank would appear in the show's second season, perhaps in a flashback sequence. According to Deadline, Offerman didn't offer any juicy exclusives, but did say that he had Bill on the mind, going so far as to approach HBO with a pitch and floating, quote, a whole mini-series of a prequel of their lives before they met each other. It could be a musical. We're just not short on... We're not short on ideas. Ultimately, Offerman says the decision is above his pay grade, quote, we'll just see what Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann come up with. Would you want Bill and Frank's apocalyptic adventure? No. Would I watch it? Yes. Because... As we mentioned when we did our review series, go check it out, more the players. We break down every episode of The Last of Us, uh, season one. It is one of the best episodes of TV that I've ever seen. Um, I loved the story that they told of Bill and Frank and the truth and the love and the warmth in this cold-hearted shithole of a world. Um, but both our world and The Last of Us world. Uh, 
more I, I think more of it would diminish the power of that episode not not intentionally at least even just by accident would be my concern what about you max would you want more uh especially mm -hmm. about them before like i care about what happens when they came together like that was what was compelling not who they were before they unless they explain how they. frank fell in a hole uh um no i don't think i would actually mm. yeah we watch it for the show for this show but like well we said that we didn't watch twisted metal so i mean you started it i, I watched three episodes on a plane and then i got bored and forgot twisted to metal, metal everybody <laughs> all right next up one voice the Screen Actors Guild of America, Federation of Television and Radio Artists, or SAG-AFTRA, is an American labor union that represents or some of 160,000 media professionals. The organization recently fought for the rights of Hollywood actors in their battle against AI and signaled it would do the same for performance in the video game industry. But even more recently... Uh, uh, this is well, this was, this so, was recent, so recently it was at okay. CES it was announced quote a groundbreaking agreement with an AI voice studio called Replica which some of the industry's top talents see as a betrayal according to the union the, the new agreement quote paves the way for professional voiceover artists to safely explore new employment opportunities for their digital voice replicas with industry leading protections tailored to AI technology end quote in addition, moving forward, it will, quote, enable Replica to engage SAG-AFRA members under a fair, ethical agreement to safely create and license a digital replica of their voice. Quote, SAG-AFTRA President Fran Drescher... Oh, uh, sorry, that was the end of that quote. Uh, SAG-AFTRA President Fran Drescher of the Nanny fame said on the agreement... Quote, we are so happy. No, we are so happy to partner with Replica Studios because this is a great example of AI being done right, Mr. Sheffield, she said. The announcement was met with immediate backlash with one particular passage drawing the ire of voice actors across the industry uh, that the decision had been made, quote, approved by affected members of the union's voice of performer community. Uh, Steve Blum, who, was, who has hundreds of credits to his name, said, quote, nobody in our community approved this that I know of. Games are the bulk of my livelihood and have been for five years. Who are you referring to? Elias Tefexis, similarly prolific and perhaps best known as the voice of Adam Jensen in the Deus Ex, but is also known as well voice Sam Coe in Starfield, said, quote, I would humbly consider myself one of the top voice actors in the game. No, in game, sorry. No one asked me about this. No one reached out for my opinion. From what I'm seeing, no one asked any of my peers either. SAG AFRA members can choose whether or not they want to sign this deal and there will be built-in safety nets like consent requirements and the ability to opt out of future use of the, of the digitized version of their voices. But judging from the response to the announcement, it's an overwhelming unpopular decision which seems at odds with the union's intent. The people we should be asking is like your Troy, Blake, your Troy Baker, your Nolan North, your Ashley Johnson, your Laura Bailey's, the voices that we hear in everything, the guy that does the voice of... Uh, of uh, uh uh fucking what's his name C carvo calavo or whatever in um uh in horizon forbidden west because his voice is everywhere he's the voice of the rocks on soldiers he's in uh spider-man 2 like he's in a bunch of things he's like it's become a voice that now that i've recognized as cavallo in um forbidden west he is in fucking everything 
do an IMDb, Max. Find out who this dude is. Sure. Thanks, man. Uh, do you mean Katala? <laughs> yeah, Katala. What I call him? Cavale? Something else. <laughs> I know it was something like that. Almost oh, called him no, Kachala, but that's uh, not even close to the guy from Black Panther. Um, Nashir Dalal? Yeah, that guy. He's been in everything. Mm, yeah. He has such a distinctively deep voice and tone that you can't miss it. What's your thoughts on this, Max? Uh, well, having not seen the actual deal, it's hard to it's it's hard to say because obviously you know in the last paragraph there they're like there's safety nets they require consent to use the voice they have the ability to opt out so if they choose not to work with them anymore they they will not be able to use their voice any like all of those seem fine like mm. Mm. you go hey you can use my voice here's some samples here's my stuff here's my stuff you get paid and then you're like. I'm not happy with what you've put me in. I'm opting out. Mm. I... Face value from what we've seen just from this article, it doesn't seem as bad. But again, they're obviously not happy with it, which means there's something in the deal that we aren't privy to. Or even the consultation, I suppose. That has the potential to be bad. Yeah. For me, I think it's the lack of consultation, right? Because that is exactly what they were striking for. Because they're all, you know, they they're not getting the consultation they need in order to strike the, you know, to discuss these deals that they wish to make. And it it's interesting that they've essentially repeated exactly what the issue was. Because one of the big discussion pieces around the whole SAG Afro and even the writer strike stuff was around the use of AI. Now, I personally can't fucking stand it in use within a creative field where you know for things like this for things that were a human's job right like so even with my current job there's contemplations like well how can we use ai i'm like how about you fuck off and make someone do it you know what i mean like i i i I don't have this high hopes for ai like everyone else does i think it's i see a lot of the short a lot more shortcomings in what ai can deliver that i think will make an already incredibly shallow um creative energy within media as a collective like right now we're not doing sit we're you know we're once again we're i know it's an old argument we're doing sequels and remakes and all these things right you can't make new with ai because ai is just replicating the past it's reformatting the past but it's then the argument also is that that's all we as humans are currently doing anyway correct but it's (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's one of the things. That and then you go back to the story of like there's only you know there's only idea that there's seven stories ever told, and every yeah. version is the same of those seven stories. But like, everything's the Lion King. Yeah, exactly. Everything's Hamlet or Shakespeare or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. And it is one of those things where like I get that and I understand that, but you will lose what makes art amazing, and it's humanity, right? And if you want to treat, if you want all this work to be treated as the art that it should be treated like you, you make sure it has humanity but it's a problem as as you yourself have mentioned so many times on this podcast a lot of these places aren't in it for the art they're businesses and they just want to make as much well, then money guess what they're going to make less money because it's the same thing marvel the 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 marvel cinematic universe was looking to be a, a way to print money and what they do they made it into this fucking 
processed line of just churn out shit. <laughs> they hired a bunch of questionable actors that they then had to fire. Yeah, they hired questionable actors. They hired questionable, you know, made questionable decisions that was all about the churn rather than they just about what they could make rather than why they should make it. And that is, and then suddenly we're at a point where hero fatigue is the thing and no one gives a flying fuck about anything that is Marvel, anything that is Star Wars and anything that is Disney. And the reason is the churn. So, and what does it feel? Everything feels heartless and soulless and just churned out and shit. What do you think AI will deliver? More of that. Because once again, AI doesn't make anything. It just repackages the old. So we're going to hit a point when the AI can only replicate AI, then what? Then we are dead as a society. We are void of any creative fucking energy, any new unique thought. Quick bits, Max. Yeah, I'm just making sure that the first thing I've got in the quick bits was actually announced by them. And uh, it, is. it was, yes. Yeah. So Naughty Dog has announced that Grounded 2, the making of The Last of Us Part 2, is a thing and will be coming post-launch. Yeah. So the so Grounded, which is a doco that dropped on, I know it's on YouTube at least now, it's yep. awesome. Very it, this similar. Is, this is coming to YouTube as well. Yeah, very similar to that of uh, Becoming Kratos, which was the doco b- behind the 2018 god of war just beautiful brilliant i'm very excited for this uh following the success of hogwarts legacy warner brothers are looking at the potential for more games set in the universe well i know that there's the quidditch coming there's a quidditch game coming at some point no one knows anything about it what else what, come. what else would there be yeah hogwarts legacy 2 mm, more legacy <laughs> Would be would be an easy would be an easy pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they'll turn around and remaster some of the old games. What if you get? What if you play as like a dark wizard? Would that be fun? <laughs> maybe they can make like a farming simulator where you play as like Scamander, Newt Scamander. And you just fucking ca- you play Pokemon in the Harry Potter world. You just go fucking catch shit in your briefcase. Sure, that would be pretty fun, actually. And then you build like a big farm. What if they make like a twin point hospital and they call it twin point Hogwarts and you just got to rebuild Hogwarts? It's like roller coaster tycoon, but Hogwarts. And you've got to build like a school and it's like Jurassic World evolution, but rather than dinosaurs, it's, um, that's the barkeeper simulator and you just work at a fucking Hogsmeade. Oh, that shit. Oh, or like a banking simulator and you just work at Gringotts. Oh, they could make a rail shooter inside of Gringotts. You could make a rail shooter inside of Gringotts. Or maybe a phone, a mobile game that's based on Ollivanders. On VR. Ooh. Where you become the wizard. It's a fucking dueling club. A VR wizard dueling club. That'd actually be sick. That's it. Warner Brothers, hit me up. <laughs> uh, and that's um, it. And then the- and then that's it. The last one was Rocksteady is listed at the end of the air. NDA of the Alpha for Suicide Squad, which we already spoke about at the top of the show. We did. But <clears throat> here are the games that are coming up this week on your PlayStation. On the 16th of January, you get Toy Trains on PSVR 2. Actually, I did see the trailer. Actually, sorry, awesome. sorry, sorry. Before, before you do this, there is one more quick bit that I forgot to put in. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation 5 had Sony's best year in Japan for almost 20 years. It's the first time in 20 years that 
Sony has outsold a Nintendo console. Yeah, sweet. I think it was since PlayStation Two. PlayStation Two was the last time they outsold a Nintendo console well, in Japan. There you go. On the eighteenth. 18- so go then. On the 18th of January, we get Barnes and Knights, PS5, PS4, Bulletstorm VR, PSVR 2, Prince of Persia, The Lost Crown, PS5, PS4. However, if you get the deluxe edition, you'll be able to play it three days early. Uh, mm-hmm. Then The Cub on PS5, PS4, which was on our draft list, didn't pick it. I don't even, I don't even know what it is. Me either. On the 19th of January is The Last of Us Part 2 Remastered coming to the PS5. Prince of Persia is a biggie. Pick it up, play it, enjoy it. Good fun. Think Metroidvania, but Prince of Persia. And awesome. Really surprisingly good combat. Well, I might have to pick up the cub. Oh, what's the cub about? Challenging platform parkour inspired by classic Sega games of the 90s. Oh. Jungle Book, Aladdin, Lion King, but with a modern twist. Well, there you go. There we go. Beautiful. Well, thank you everyone for joining us for this week's episode of the show. We really appreciate you taking the time as always. Max. Uh, well, everybody, this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning on podcast services, including Apple Podcasts and Spotify, and 9am on those YouTubes. If you'd like to take part in future conversations with us, you can come and check out our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram, and X. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopculturist, as well as our merchandise store, popculturist.com.au shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. Wait. No, that's I totally cut apart there. We, we, we watch it on Twitch, where you can join the chat as it happens. If you want, if you want to support the show, you can tell your friends, tell your family about this position pod. If you are listening to us on podcast services, be sure to give us a five star rating and a written review. If you watch us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment below. I endeavour to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, you can at Patreon.com/slash/popcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com/shop, where you can buy shirts, other assorted shit with our logos on it. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper, and that was for the players but as we do go out though i do want to uh i do my best and wish uh our good pod brother brendan 8-bit uh in the sad uh news that the hungry gamers has wrapped up this week uh the hungry gamers as well as brendan has been an incredibly massive part of the video games podcast uh collective i guess you know we all came up together um, and it is one of those things where bit by bit, all of us are sort of retiring and slowing down and packing up and I wear the crazy people that are still going apparently. So, uh, I think Brendan will still be around. I think it might still do his anime show, etc. but the hungry gamers as it was, that looks to be done and dusted. Um, and we are very sad to, to hear that because, you know, all, all, a lot of us know each other through mm. 8-bit, through hungry gamers um, and through the AGPN, the Australian Gaming Podcast Network, um, it does. It, it does feel like it's a day that we pour one out for our homies. Uh, sad news. But another sad news, we'll be back next week. Bye. <laughs>